and welcome to Fantasy Focus Football. It is Wednesday, December 20th. My name is Daniel Dobb, joined by Field Jates and Mike Clay. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico and see all the ways that you can save insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico. Field Jates and Mike Clay, I love seeing you every Wednesday. We always get to do this show together where we look at the rankings that we put together. First off, Mike, how you doing? Great to see your face. Yeah, I'm good. I miss you guys. I wasn't here Monday. I was yeah. actually it was I was actually told I don't have to come in today anymore. Right. Oh, wow. Monday went so well, but uh <laughs> Liz couldn't make it, so they're uh, like, all right, you're a backup now. That's what it you is. You can slide into the room. What is Liz? Who's Is that Liz calling you right now? Is that the boss is calling you? Be like, Mike, we told you to get off the screen. Exactly. We got 30 seconds. As soon as it went live. Man, yeah. You know, it is kind of like a little bit of a bittersweet moment here because this week, I guess this is kind of like a programming alert. Yeah. This is our final full week of Fantasy Focus. Next mm -hmm. week, we're going to be off Monday and Tuesday because of the holidays, mm -hmm. and hopefully people are understanding of that. Uh, and then we'll be back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then on an abbreviated week the following week as well because of another holiday. So yep. um, our final full week, we're going to have some fun. We have already in the first two shows. We're going to have more fun today. And I was talking about this on Monday's show, Mike. Like, you know, it's week 16. It's the semifinals. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not so much like... There's only so many different times that you can say, like, what does this mean for Garrett Wilson going forward, right? Like, he either is or he isn't mm -hmm. something. But today we're going to have some spirited conversations on some players that maybe are higher in rankings than they have been at any point this season or lower in rankings than they have been at any point this season. Yeah, this one counts. This yes. One, right, as it yes. used to use for, uh, I think it was like a... Uh, like an MLB tagline yes, for like yes, down the yes, stretch or the playoffs. Counts. This yeah. one counts. Yeah. yeah. These ones count, right? These it, ones count. It comes down to it. If you're talking about a borderline flex option, it's, it's, it's results now. I mean, you need a process, but it's all about the results. You have to get these right if you want to advance. Let me ask you guys a question, the two of you, and this applies to everybody out there in the audience as well. And I hope that you guys, as you're listening to this, are sort of like answering it to yourself as if you were a part of this conversation right here. Sure. <clears throat> Are you guys capable enough to compartmentalize, to shut your brain off during the week, thinking about your matchups this week? Or is it like, even if you are, I don't know, with your kids, with your wife, you're at the dentist, doing something mm -hmm. that should allow you to focus on whatever you are doing in that moment, there's still like right in the back of your head, you're thinking to yourself like, man, like I could really use like 22 from <laughs> Matthew Stafford on Thursday or whatever, right? Mike, you go well, first. Well, I'm thinking about everyone's matchups because, as you know, I'm in there grinding through the projections down to the are. fullback target you shares. Are. So uh, I'm worried about everyone. I, you know, I okay. feel like there's a lot on my shoulders, and I want to get everyone to set the correct lineup and, and win their matchup this week. So there's that, but also yes, of course. I mean, we talk about this okay. all the time: driving into work or whatever we're doing, doing the dishes, taking the garbage out. Always thinking about. But you can be about. both things. Like you can be a great, the greatest projector and analyst in fantasy football mm -hmm. but also be selfish so you're telling me that like you do have these thoughts like you did like i'm not gonna lie it's actually taking over my household right now wow my daughter who turns two a month from tomorrow in the middle of the night last night middle of the night starts crying and i'm like well this is kind of bizarre like mm -hmm. she never cries anymore like she's been such a good mm -hmm. sleeper for like a year and a half now to the point that I'm like, she's not going to pacify herself. Like, I need to go in there. And I, I walk in there. And I'm like, Kinley, is everything okay? And she looks at me. And it's dark, but she looks at me and she goes, T. Higgins or Terry McLaurin? <laughs> and I was like, I, I mean, 
you're kind of you're gonna put that pressure on me. Like, mm-hmm. come on, come on. Give I mean, me a little like, warning. Kid. I get like, it. It's her high stakes daycare league, and like, sure. you know, the the winner gets you know extra graham crackers. Uh, I get which it, which is a lot. That's yeah. that's a big deal. So um, did you? So was it T Higgins or who? Terry, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. So yeah. were you like T Higgins, and then she was like, yeah, but Terry McLaurin has yeah. a good matchup, and <laughs> I, I think he should play. And T Higgins hasn't been that good. Did she? Did she do that? Uh, no, no, she. Yes, um, but she, you know, was a little kinder about it. Yeah, I know it is. It's the best. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, take care of my house right now. I just wanted to make sure that I'm not alone because uh, everywhere I turn, people, um, consciously or subconsciously, are making me think mm-hmm. about critical mm-hmm. matchup decision this weekend. I have that too field and okay. I, that is one of those things where I try, I try to compartmentalize it but you go throughout the day and something just like all of a sudden it just like snaps and it's like why do, Why am I now thinking about whether or not I'm going to start Jake Browning or Matthew Stafford at quarterback because the rest of the lineup looks good but I got to pick the right matchup because you pick the wrong matchup and you lose and you're going to be kicking yourself Dude, until I, next season. I have a Dak Prescott Justin Fields decision Oof. that is going to keep me up all night for the next three. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about Dak, right? He hasn't yep. been as hot the last couple of weeks, so that's a tricky one. Yeah. Hey. Dak at home versus Dak at home. Anyway, I just want to put that out there. So if, other, if people that are listening or watching right now mm-hmm. are like, yes, we too are going through these same situations. You are not alone. Let me know. And then also, like, please feel free to register a vote in the T. Higgins versus Terry McLaurin debate that my daughter, who's, again, not even two, <laughs> is currently uh, you know going back and forth on. Uh, she is a little bit concerned about Terry McLaurin's matchup this weekend because the Jets are an excellent pass defense. By the way, this matchup, I think more so than ever before in the NFL, is going to drag out so long because we have Thursday games, a couple Saturday games, Sunday games, Monday games, yes. three Monday games. Like it's going to be, yes. it's going to take this, these matchups are going to drag out for five oh, days. Mike, I was kind of hoping you'd tell me something the opposite yeah, of that. Days. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a long, <laughs> long five it. days, but long you know what? We love this. We will miss this. We will miss this anxiety mm. that we are currently experiencing mm-hmm. a month from right now when we don't have fantasy football. So we're going to embrace it. Yep. Yeah. By the way, if you like the anxiety, join some dynasty leagues because then it's year round. You can That's you can uh, stress over trades all off season. Yep. Yeah. But the stakes are different, right? Like in the off season, when I'm pondering whether to in a two quarterback league, like make a big push for whatever. Who's the oldest? Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, do I trade a, a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers? Because I'm right on the precipice mm. of winning the whole dang thing. Heck no. Okay. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't even trade a third round draft pick for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> we have a tough, we have a that's tough to deal <laughs> dynasty league that we're all in. Uh, but anyways, that's the point is that like, sometimes I'm just like, you know, like that's what it's all about. different. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, cause then you're, you start watching Aaron Rodgers hype videos and he says things like, you know, what's, what did he say yesterday on, 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 on Pat McAfee show where he was something like uh, the darkest hour comes before the dawn or something. Uh, is, that which, the, is that a Batman line? Yeah. That's he's used that nice. multiple times before on Instagram. <laughs> I feel like, but every time he says it, I'm like, holy crap, Rodgers is back. Rodgers going to go ham mm-hmm. next year. Jets might win 12 games. That's got to be an ayahuasca reference somewhere in there. That's, that's got to be something <laughs> you said like that, it, right? me. So, Hey, whatever gets Garrett Wilson to football. That's right. That's, that's all, all that we care about. about. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's dive in because in all honesty, this is one of the fun things that we do every single week. This Wednesday show for me is us talking about where we have guys ranked and it means more in week 16 than it has yeah. all season long. So let's start with a couple of things. First, a quick injury update. C.J. Stroud. We got a tweet from Adam Schefter last night. This is C.J. Stroud, who missed Sunday's win over the Titans, remains in the concussion protocol. He is likely 
to miss his second straight game this coming Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. That came from DJ Bienemy. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Adam Schefter tweeted that out. Field, if we don't have C.J. Stroud still waiting to get official word on Nico Collins, how are you going to approach the rest of this Texans offense? Yeah, the Texans kind of told us this was going to happen between trying to claim Nathan Rourke on waivers you Monday mentioned that and then yeah. Tim Boyle being signed to the practice squad last night. It's, yep. You don't see many teams with four healthy quarterbacks. So uh, the Texans have been sort of tipping their hand, if you will, um, if Nico Collins is available, Nico Collins will be inside of my top 20. He's my wide mm-hmm. receiver 19 right now. If he is unavailable with Case Keenum as the presumptive starter one more time against the Browns, Noah Brown will be the most startable mm-hmm. Texans wide receiver. But I would be certainly a lot more concerned about the fact that, A, you know, Nico Collins is a superior player. And the Browns defense still remains outstanding, even if they have dealt with a lot of injuries in their secondary of late. And we've seen some quarterbacks be a little more effective against Cleveland over the past month than they were for basically the entire year. So Noah Brown will probably be like a wide receiver, high end wide receiver four for me if there is no Nico Collins. Yeah, the good news is Keenum played fine. 36 mm-hmm. pass attempts at 229 yards through a touchdown. Yep serviceable uh only one texan was above five targets in that game and of course it was noah brown with 11 so you wonder how many guys they can support my guess is probably one yep and uh so i agree i think it's collins if he plays if not it's noah brown it's a little bit of a tougher defense last week they got the titans who we know you can pass on and that was a part of it they get the browns this week so that's a big part of i expect a run heavy approach which they were last week too but maybe and we'll talk about Devin singletary just a little Mm, bit maybe another Devin singletary love that guy hey another quick running back update unfortunately we saw keaton mitchell is done for the season with a complete acl tear as a part of that melvin gordon has been signed to the ravens roster Mike, when you're looking at the Ravens yeah. running backs, like, is there anything that you would do here when you're looking at these guys? It's, even though Gordon is signed, it's still Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, right? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I don't think either of them is a lineup lock. I would lean toward Gus Edwards. There's actually only been five games this season where it was Gus and Justice Hill as okay. the clear two, and yeah. Keaton Mitchell played like two snaps or was, was inactive. Uh, only five games in those games. It was pretty much an even snap share. Yeah. Uh, more carries by a lot for Gus Edwards, 71 to 34. He'll had 15 targets, which is not a lot, to four for Gus Edwards. But Edwards was scoring all the touchdowns. 14.8 right. fantasy points per game at five touchdowns, only one for Justice Hill. So uh, I believe three came in one of yeah. those games, but mm-hmm. still, he's going to get those opportunities. Right. Uh, it's kind of like a lesser like Raheem Mostert sort of thing, or yeah. maybe even David Montgomery. So I, I think Edwards, with the lack of passing down work, is going to be a decent flex option and with more value in non PPR formats, Hill should be on benches. Shouldn't be in lineups. Should not be in lineups. All right. Two things that I want to get out of the way as quickly as possible. We had two more minutes last week, guys. Well, because you know, it didn't go my way necessarily in this one. I said that last week, Corlin Sutton was going to be a top 24 wide receiver. I bet both of you guys, he He actually got pretty decent volume. I mean, he had five catches for 71 yards, still only six targets. But he didn't get in the end That's zone. The not yeah, getting in the end zone means he was not top mm-hmm. 24. So you guys won that board bet. Congratulations. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, it was close. He had an end zone target. He did have an end zone target. Well, so it was close one. But uh, yeah. every game you. there's one. Every game there's a YOLO pass from Russ to sure Corlin Sutton. Um, and it's worked for the most part. Yeah, it has. He's yeah. been tre- mm-hmm. tremendous. He has had like double digits in something like nine of 10 games. Uh, Daniel, just as an FYI. Uh, the payoff for this board bet is that uh, the ESPN Fantasy and betting crew are going out tonight for a little oh, holiday uh-oh, celebration, uh-oh. and you will be covering Mike in my tab. Oh, and for those amazing. wondering, 
He is called Miller Lite Mike for a reason. For the man a reason. can put them down. Yeah, yeah. Not just one. There's going to be a few. There's going to be yeah. a couple of them. All right. Well, hopefully Tyler Fulgham is not going to come because I also <laughs> lost a bet there as well. Oh, man. This one was tough. Now he that. said, what do you think? Justin Fields or Matthew Stafford yeah. in week 15 for his first board bet? Honestly, I knew it was going to be Matthew Stafford. I just wanted to give him a win for his oh, first win. Oh, That's what it was, guys. It's like a thank you for the Matthew Stafford trade, which all of a sudden looks like it just feels like an equitable trade. I it get really it. Does. The Lions, I'm sorry, the Rams won the Super Bowl. They will mm-hmm, probably be remembered mm-hmm. as the forever winner, but the foundation of this Lions roster has been fortified by high picks and yes, back-to-back drafts, and this 2022 draft, 2023 draft class looks like a potentially transformational one uh, with you know four players in the first, what, 40 picks yep. that all look like they're going to be long-time key starters. Yeah, yeah. the Lions weren't going to win short-term. They they took a chance longer-term, got yep. draft picks and, and Goff, and it's worked out like you said, Ram short term, yeah. Lions longer term. Ten I don't know. Four. I, I'd like to know what Detroit was thinking, though. Do they view Goff as like a bridge quarterback for a year or a five to seven year quarterback? But it might be five to seven years now the way I he's playing. Yeah, that, that's funny you bring that up. Daniel and I play and <laughs> maybe you'll get the invite next year. You know, Michigan men. <laughs> league. It's, so. it's uh it's five uh, of our friends from, well, our friend Al from Holmes uh, uh-huh. and his four buddies, plus Michigan, uh, Daniel and three buddies, and then me, the random Massachusetts guy, who has been to Michigan, though. At least. Yeah, I've at least been to Michigan. Michigan. I've been there yes. one time. Yeah. Um, I've been there a few, so no big deal. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, and so I would say, I don't know, probably once a week, but definitely during bad Lions games, the Jared oh Goff gosh. debate goes hot and heavy. Put Hendon Hooker in. Would you guys actually pay this now. guy $25 million yeah. a year? Yeah. Like, this is what the, it's, it's back and forth nonstop. I got to tell you, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. They hey. do not. Hooker's hey. on the active roster now. Yeah. I saw that. Take I saw that, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. Big shout out to Teddy Bridgewater. Said he's going to retire at the end yeah. of this season. He's put yeah. together an awesome career. Like, yeah. all the stuff he's done in the NFL. Really yeah, proud of him. Massive, massive injury early in his career. Bounced yep. back, came yep. back. So good for him. Really yep. proud of him. Um, all, all right. right. Let's, Let's move ahead. Yeah. People are like, can you guys just shut up and talk mm-hmm. about B. John Robinson yeah. rank for weeks? Mm-hmm. Are you sure people want us to talk about B. John Robinson no. field? No, is that where they want us? Okay. I offered it up. All right. And this is why. I would genuinely wonder, I do genuinely wonder, like how many people, let's just say that like your your minimum expectation for Bijan going into last week was 10 fantasy points. Okay. Mm-hmm. In PPR scoring. Okay. He ended up with 0. 0.4. Oh. So or 0. Less. 6. A little bit less. 0. 0.6 yeah. or 0. 0.4. Yeah. So whatever it was. Um, how many people that had Bijan lost by nine and a half points or fewer mm. and are not going to the semifinals as a few. result of that? Probably a lot yeah. of them. So if you're one of those people and you want to press fast forward for a few moments here, we get it. Um, but I'm here to tell you that if you survive because of Bijan, I think he bounces back. I've got him as RB19. Mm-hmm. And for all the things that I think people get frustrated with uh, uh, Arthur Smith over, mm. I think there have been a couple of instances this year where the utilization for a star player has gotten to such a low point that it's caused like palpable frustration amongst the fan base. Mm-hmm. And the following week, it bounced back in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's happened with Drake London. It's even happened to a degree with Kyle Pitts. It's happened before with Bijan. So I think Bijan has a big, pretty good game this week. RB19, I think he bounces yep. back against I, the Colts. I do too. Good matchup, by the way. Fourth most good fantasy matchup. points yep. to, to running backs. They've struggled across the board. I agree. I think their logic was... Two ways. I mean, the weather was bad, so they decided we're going to come out early. And by the way, it was right out of the gate with Tyler Algier. This it wasn't was, was. Uh, you know, yep. so uh, season low and usage across the board for Bijan, including snap share. Yep. Uh, and then he fumbled. And then I don't believe he touched the ball after that. So he I not. think that was their excuse was yep. the conditions and Algiers a better fit. And I don't think it's a good excuse. I think you there's no reason why your big three London Pitts, 
And Bajan should have what's what was it seventy five yards and eleven touches combined. It was that many? It was that many. I'm surprised. I'm it was surprised that many. they got seven across the three. I don't know. I know. Uh, it just it still feel like way. there's just yeah. I, I don't care what the conditions are. There, I, I would say it's unacceptable. But that at least was the logic. I think so. Sure. I agree. A more normal conditions this week and a good matchup at home. I do think we'll see fifteen plus touches from Bajan in a better day. So yeah, I would not panic if if I made it through. I would still leave him in my lineup. I'm do you guys you. know if Arthur Smith and the Grinch have ever been seen in the same place at the wow. same time? Or is there a, a fantasy chance? Grinch for sure? Right. Wow. I mean, this is one wow. of those things that's very tough. I, I feel you mentioned this yesterday. I don't want to totally go over it again, but it, it just seems so shocking to me that you draft a guy eighth overall and then he fumbles once in a game where like he's meant to be your superstar. And it's like, all right, you're going to sit on the bench now, but then come back in later. Like, I just don't understand that coaching. Decision. And it's not even that it was right out of the gate. He it was still the Tyler Algier getting the ball. Like, I, I don't, what I don't get that. I mean, yeah. I know it's your scheme, but you have to adjust your scheme for this yeah. town. Like, I mean, why are you drafting them? If there you're not are players do it? who have dealt with fumbling issues in their career where it has made sense at times to just say, like, you need the rest of the day off or like a mm-hmm. period of time. Melvin Tiki Gordon's Barber, been one of those guys, right? Melvin Gordon had some fumbling issues, but like Tiki Barber famously could not stop yeah, fumbling yeah, early yeah. in his career. And then he changed the way like in which he carried the football. Yeah. And he became very reliable with the ball. Uh, but I don't feel like Bijan's got big ball security issues. And so as a result of that, not going back into the game, I thought was somewhat ridiculous. Yeah, I think uh, it was a Devin Singletary, I believe, fumbled last week. And then uh, he... <laughs> Daniel's gone. He's gone. He just went. He just went Sal. He just went full Sal. Sal Volcano. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Daniel I'm so is 12 sorry. years old. Daniel's 12 years old. Professional. Professional. <clears throat> this is a good. We were talking about how young look Daniel looked earlier. <laughs> this was one of those. Oh, so sorry, Mike. You were saying something probably so very anyway, important and yeah, smart. No, yeah. I, think Devin, I was going to say, I think Devin Singletary Home fumbled. Security and then, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and then he played well after, the, played after well. that. Yeah, so that. anyway, move on to the next topic. Yeah. Bijan, well, bounce back this week. Bounce back for Bijan this week. Yeah, that's it. James uh, Cook. James Cook. That Mike, was you, right? That no, was no, it was Mike. Was Mike, Mike, James yeah. Cook. Yeah, how about awesome. this ranking? How Look at you, that. I mean, how, how Look I, at that. I mean, how could you put him any lower? I agree. When I first ran the projections, I thought, right, that raises an eyebrow, yeah. like up to third. And then I looked a little closer and it's justified. Is you, he's, this is a month now. Yeah. Can you raise just one eyebrow or are you one of those people where both your eyebrows are connected? No, I can't do it. Both my eyebrows are. You can, Field can do it. He's got a one oh, eyebrow yeah. raise. I can't do any of that minister stuff. eyebrow. I can't Stand do the tongue mothers where you like fold a... Those I can't do either. I don't think the camera would like to see that either. (laughs) Can you wiggle your ears? Nope, I can't do any of that. Daniel? No? Yeah, it goes like this. It's just not that hard, guys. (laughs) Come on. Nailed it. Just grab him and win one. All right, anyways, keep talking about James uh, Cook. So sorry, guys. Look, it's it's before and after Joe Brady. Look, a lot of times teams change coordinators, play callers, coaches, and nothing changes. It has changed for James Cook. He came in and said, we're going to feature this guy. Four games with Joe Brady, 24.1 fantasy points per game. He's third in scoring among running backs. Only Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams have more. 100 plus yards in every game. 21 touches per game. Four touchdowns in the four games. And how about this? Who are they playing this week? The Chargers. Chargers. The Chargers, a great matchup in LA. Fifth most fantasy points to running backs. The second most running back catches and receiving yards allowed as well. So on top of all he's doing as a rusher, a great matchup in the passing game as well. This could be a huge game for James Cook, no doubter, uh, top five fantasy play. Heck yeah. I mean, he's looked fantastic and there's no reason to think that he needs to be out of your fantasy lineup. With the yeah, remember, been playing. second round pick last year. This guy was drafted awesome. to be a lead yeah. back and they've committed to that. So it's Love awesome. It. 
Another running back. I want to talk about Jameer Gibbs, guys, because I looked at your rankings, and this was the thing, the only reason. I don't want to just always default to talking about Lions players, but there is a big discrepancy in our rankings this week. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got him as running back 11, as does Tristan Cockroft. Field Jace, you've got him as running back 17. Mike, you've got him at running Uh back 21 for Jameer Gibbs. You smell that? It's Uh, not Dr. Pepper. It's actually a board bed. It's a board bed that is definitely... This is why I'll never be invited to the... Dot Family Christmas. Or the Detroit uh, Fantasy League. Yeah, that's right. That is actually (laughs) true. I picked the Vikings to win the division before the season. They barely talked to me for like two months. That's true. I mean, so did I. So I still still wonder what that would look like with a healthy... Don't bring that up. They listen, Mike. You don't want to talk about it. So here's the thing with Jameer Gibbs when I look at this, right? I talked last week about David Montgomery and how I was disappointed because Mm -hmm. his playoff schedule is actually pretty tough. And part of that is they do play a very tough Minnesota Vikings defense. Mm -hmm. And with David Montgomery, part of that was Jameer Gibbs isn't going away. You look back at last week, and that's the reason why. Jameer Gibbs very obviously explosive, utilizing this game in spite of the fact that he did not have as many touches Mm -hmm. as David Montgomery did. But when you look at what he has done, he is first with first in yards... Uh, excuse me, first in carries going more than 20 yards mm-hmm. in the oh, NFL. Yeah. He has 10 Eight, of them. 10, 10, 10, okay. He has averaging 5.7 yards per carry first amongst qualified running backs in the NFL. He is fourth in yards before first contact. Dude is just crushing it out there. A part of this with Jameer Gibbs is the idea that even though he has limited touches, he's so efficient and gets so much yardage with that. So the hard part for me when looking at this, I understand Minnesota has only allowed six touchdowns to running backs this year. Five rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. So they've been very tough against the defense. I just don't know how you take Jameer Gibbs and move him that far down the rankings with how he's looked. Yeah. For me, it's part of that. I like, and you guys, you're not saying don't play him, even though you have him at 20, Mm -hmm. you're still starting Jameer Gibbs field. You're still starting Jameer Gibbs. It's just that discrepancy between those. I feel like that's really big to have a guy that's basically been top five over the last six, seven, eight weeks. And he's almost outside the top 20. Well, if we're going six, seven, eight weeks, that's like back when Montgomery was Was out. out. That's fair. Uh, They're stealing usage and production from each other lately. Gibbs has either exactly eight or 11 carries in five straight games. And in his last three games, you talk about production. Not production in the passing. And check this out. His last three games total, yep. eight targets, six catches, right. 18 yards. That's crazy. One touchdown in those three games. He's been really bailed, a, bailed out by the touchdowns the past couple of games. But I think that only goes uh, so far. He had the, the past two games, he's three touchdowns. Before that, he was under 12 fantasy points in two straight. Of course, that was around when Montgomery came back. And you mentioned it. Minnesota has allowed three running backs to get to 16 fantasy points this season. So are both of them going to get to 16 fantasy points? It'd be nope. top 15 plays. Just one of them. So that's part of the equation here. And why I'm, I, that was another thing. When I ran the projections, I was like, man, I'm low on Gibbs and Montgomery. Really, the Lions offense, because Minnesota's defense has been playing so well. Uh, so, yeah, I did come in lower, uh, but I did dive into a little further and I think it checks out. I, I just, the fact is there's two guys that are going to be utilized and they're going to limit each other. I test. I test to me is just like, it's a, awesome. It's I mean, Jimmy Gibbs yeah. look as good as anyone else in the NFL right now. I don't know how I want to be involved in this board bet because I'm sort of in the middle of you two. Mm-hmm. The natural middle point would be RB 16. I got him as RB 17. So Oof. do I get like RB 15 to 17 and I win <laughs> oh wow okay you just get them three spots yeah, you, you get, get three, three spots, spots but yeah. i don't get a loss if i if it's not one of them if, if you're not one of them all right yeah sure if you, you get, get, mean like if he I lands 16 8 what 16 18 you say or what would you say 15 16 uh, 17 16, 17 i get the win okay daniel yeah. gets top 14 14 and mike gets 18 and below all right i'll take it 
So wow. I guess oh. I can still, yeah, I don't really care. I, I will lose if he's not. I will take the incredibly short odds, long odds, I should say. And uh, I only get 14, 15, 16. 14, 15, 16. Or 15, 16, 17. So I'm going to say that Jameer Gibbs is a top 14 running back. You're going to say he's 14 through 17. Mike, yes. you're saying he's outside the top 18. Okay, let's Great. just say put it on the board. Ready? Put, put it on, on the board. board. Can That's I just a, say a lot easier? Yeah. Board. I say Jameer Gibbs is exactly <laughs> RB15, RB16, or RB17, the most narrow and specific board bet <laughs> in the history of fantasy focus. Why, can't, why does he have to hedge all the time? Uh, every time. Just every one. time. Had to pick a th- range of three. Got to do all three of them. Dang. Uh, <laughs> interested to see how the way that one's going to work out this week. Uh, Mike, you got one more. Devin Singletary. We yeah, talked maybe. about that with CJ yeah. Stroud in this Texans offense. How you feel about Devin Singletary in this yeah, one? Yeah, first of all, I love Devin Singletary. One of the most underrated players so in the good. NFL. Does not miss time. Yep. He's going on years now. Uh, certainly the longest streak Motor in the league of, yeah. of not missing time. He's been uh, incredible. Uh, last week, 75% of the snaps, 30 touches, a career high, 170 yards. The NFC, CJ Stroud, they leaned on Singletary, mm-hmm. uh, and it was an, uh, it was effective for the most part in this game. The thing is, now earlier this season, he had two games with 24-plus touches. Yep. Damian Pierce was out for both of those games. Pierce came back. They evened out the workload. They realized, you know what? Devin Singletary is the better back here. Yep. Pierce only played four snaps in this game. Was out snapped by... Benched. What? Straight up benched. Yeah, he was benched. Uh, he Straight was out snapped by Ogunbowale yep. as well, who played 14 snaps. So it was a Singletary show. Uh, since week 10, he is seventh in fantasy points among running backs. I'm not going to rank him that high because I think the other backs will be involved a little bit. Uh, and he's not always going to get 30 touches. Also, they're playing and, Cleveland. Yep. Uh, only four running backs have reached 15 points. So he's a flex option, but, maybe a borderline RB2, but a guy you could start. Yeah, he'll huge be workload, but minimal passing game utilization for him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he is like... Um, He's basically Derrick Henry in every way, right? I mean, yes. body type, you know, mm-hmm. like they're pretty much the most similar yeah, running very backs. Close, very but, close uh, to each other. Yeah, there, yeah. Is a, there is a bit of Derrick Henry in his game because he is very seldom it, used in that passing yeah, game. Yeah, it might be maybe like Ken Walker usage, right? Like mm-hmm. a 9, 10% there target share yep. and 60, 70% of the carries. That's probably what you're going to expect. So I'd love to see uh, those two yeah. next to each other. How cool. How Derrick Henry and, and Motor Singletary. Yeah. And we're talking about life after Tennessee earlier. Maybe they will be teammates because both are going to be a free agent after this season. Yeah. I, the, I'll tell you what, one of the reasons why we said, and I know dynasty and keeper leagues are very different, but like Tajay Spears, like there's at least a look, right? You yeah. Gotta, at least an think interesting about one. Right? How about trying? Yeah. I was thinking about most compelling, compelling is probably the wrong word, but the most interesting, I guess, players in dynasty to rank right at this moment. Derrick Henry is a great one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. How about George Pickens? What do you do with him in oh, Dynasty? I do not know. He might I, be he might be toast, right? I mean, like the concerns about George Pickens coming into the draft yeah. were that, you know, you it wasn't the skill, it was the attitude. Mm-hmm. And as everybody says, if you can't get it right during Mike Tomlin's watch, do we really think he's going to go somewhere else and thrive? Do those guys pan out? Who I don't they want moved on from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, James Mike Washington. Wallace, yeah. I was well, say. those guys were, I mean, they were superstars in Pittsburgh. I'm talking right. about the guys oh, yeah. that don't yeah. work out. Chase Claypool, like, Chase Claypool didn't Washington. work out yeah. any better yeah. afterwards. And by the way, yeah. James Washington, like fine as a situational player. Sure. Like he just was not, yeah, like yeah. they hit, like when they draft the early round guys, they, they generally totally. are stars. Yeah. If they, if they move on from them or they're not playing and they're unhappy yeah. and they move, they don't. It's a problem. It doesn't go great. Yep. It is. All right. We're going to talk wide receivers in just a second. But first, Field Yates, let's pay some bills. Home, auto, prize sports memorabilia, Mike Clay, just in general. Whatever you need to protect, <laughs> Geico can help get you covered. And with the award-winning Geico mobile app, you can get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access. It's easy to Geico. Go to geico.com today. 
Catch all your favorite sports live with Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and buzzer beater. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code FFF. That is code FFF. Give the gift of Vivid Seats this holiday season. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and experience it live. All right, let's keep moving forward. Talking about some wide receivers. Who wants to talk receiver in week 15? Something that we... Oh, wait, he wasn't number one, was he? He might have been number three. I don't three. think he was number one, but he was oh, up there. What are we talking about? Chris We're Godwin. talking about Chris Godwin. He was, was he at least starting there. To the top. Uh, yeah, Chris oh, Godwin. Yeah, here we yeah. Yep. Um, Chris Godwin. I, that was me who offered okay. him up as a potential rankings conversation. Wide receiver four, my bad. Okay, but still, I mean, that's a great week. Who mm-hmm. thought he was going to be wide receiver four on the week? Who was wide receiver one? Like Josh Palmer or something in only the second half? Jordan Addison. Oh, okay. I was. Yeah, yeah of I course. was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, man. Naturally. Uh, no big deal, Field. Just the guy you've been touting all year. Yeah, just we'll get to him in a minute. Know. I know. I know. Just a few moments because uh, I had really quite good. a roller coaster <laughs> yes. on Saturday yes, during that game. Let me mm-hmm. tell you in just a few moments here. Um, but yeah, Chris Godwin, back-to-back games, has been very, very heavily targeted. 11 yes, plus sure targets has. in back-to-back games. And just remember, and I get that this does not always pan out, but Todd Bowles, not, re- not that long ago, said, hey, we need to get Chris Godwin the football a lot more. And not that Mike Evans uh, is any slouch. He's incredible. He's one of the most consistent players in league history. But this offense was so heavily tilted towards Mike Evans that you almost felt like Chris Godwin had become the forgotten man. Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball a ton. They still can't run the football. Chris Godwin should be a busy wide receiver in back-to-back-to-back weeks this upcoming week, which is why I have him as wide receiver 24 If Trevor Lawrence plays, this might have the highest over-under of the week, Jacksonville Mm -hmm. and Tampa Bay. Feels like a potential points fest, and I might be too low on Chris Goblin because Mike and, oh, sorry, Daniel's one spot lower than I am, but wide receiver 24 for you. Mm -hmm. Wide receiver 21 for you, excuse me. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm a little nervous about the fact that he had six straight kind of duds before uh, last week, but you're right. They said they want to get him the ball more often. The zero catch game, you know, that seems to trigger things, right? I don't know if he had a quiet conversation with someone, but... Uh, was a 21 targets in his last two games they've been featuring in the last couple. And we talked about that on a fantasy football now Sunday morning. Like, yeah, the production hasn't been there, but we saw a huge boost in usage yep. and they even give him a carry like he's, they're getting the ball in his hands. And sure enough, it worked out uh, in this game. And you're right. Good matchup. Jacksonville dealing with some injuries in the secondary with Tyson Campbell. And they've given up a ton to that position. So you're right. This could be a shootout. And uh, Godwin is a guy that you can feel pretty good starting right yep. now. I think this is a great spot. And tell me if you guys feel differently. But to me, Chris Godwin is one of those things where he kind of struggled. I mean, he wasn't a top tier wide receiver all year long, right? But the last two weeks, he's been so good. He's gotten so much volume in spite of the fact that the rest of the season, you weren't really using men in your your starting lineup. Now here in the playoffs, it's win or go home. And you're like, I've had back-to-back weeks. Is this going to continue? That's one of those like really tough decisions where you're kind of like emotionally saying, all right, this hasn't happened all season long, but there's been enough recently. Am I going to continue mm-hmm. to buy in on this? I think that's one of the tough conversations for this week in week 16 as guys like Chris Godwin. Yeah, I've only, only two got touchdowns him. this season. That's really, that's crazy. Hurt his that's tough, yeah. right? I've only got one lineup that uh, is still in play that has Chris Godwin and it feels kind of no brainer. Now it's a three wide receiver mm-hmm. league as well. It's actually the fantasy focus show league, but um, I, I will be starting him. But even if it were slightly different context, like a two wide receiver league, he still would be a hard guy to bench with that mm-hmm. recent volume. Yeah. He would. And he's he just would. an awesome player. Like 
Chris Godwin getting the football a lot should not be something that needs to be like forced into the offense. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very reasonable idea to pay your 20 to throw the ball eight times a game to your $20 million per year receiver. You're totally right. That's my coaching tip of the day. All right, Mike, let's talk about Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. 24 fantasy points last week. How do you feel about him against the Kansas City Chiefs in week 16? Is this going to be a shadow report? It sure is. It's in the shadow report. Uh, They're playing the Chiefs. They played about a month ago, and uh, LeJarius Steed shadowed him in that game. Devontae Adams had 73 yards on seven targets. So not a bad game. It was fine, but it wasn't. All in the first half. Yeah, all in the first half. I so, remember that um, game now. Yeah. Shoot, that was frustrating. We thought he was going to be really good, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, so Sneed has... Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Sneed has been really good. Uh, he's been shadowing. He shadowed every game since week two aside of last week, which was as expected. Patriots, like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think yep. he would shadow against New England, uh, but I do think he'll shadow Adams, and he's been effective. I mentioned that game against Adams. That kind of started a, a real hot streak there. He shut down uh, A.J. Brown. Yeah, he's he's had quite a few uh, good games. One of them was Stephon Diggs. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Stephon Diggs in that game had 11 targets at 24 yards yeah, in that awesome. game. Sneed has been red hot over the past month or so. And Kansas City as a whole has been really good against wide receivers. So, um, you know, he's been Adams has been serviceable lately. He hasn't had that gigantic ceiling that we're used to from him. Uh, it's enough that like I had him initially projected around fifth and then I adjusted a little bit for the matchup and moved him down to 10th so still a starter but I, the maybe, volume's out of control right now yeah that, it's awesome. that's it yep. one one out of every three passes is going to him yep. so you can't you can't bench the guy i don't i really don't want to say this but i'm going to say it anyways the frustrating part about Devonte adams he is getting a ton of volume but like you said mike that ceiling like that 30 point game ceiling mm-hmm. that we saw four five six seven times a year just doesn't exist this year with Aiden O'Connell. He had it once, that, that huge 42-point game. And other than that, his ceiling just feels like yeah. it's a, you know, 25 to 30. Like, yeah, that's that's where he's topping Which, out. By the way, it's still great. It's a great ceiling right there. I yes. want to give you guys some perspective on Devontae Adams here because, okay, to Daniel's point, it feels like, I mean, it has been a down year for Devontae Adams, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, with three games left, these are Devontae Adams' stats for this season. Three games left, so he could obviously, this could improve. Yep. Devontae Adams has, in a down year, 84 catches, 968 yards, and five touchdowns. If you just pace that out for the next three games, Mm -hmm. he's got a real shot to surpass 100 catches for, like, maybe 1,200 yards Mm -hmm. and seven touchdowns. And that's why you draft Devontae Adams, because even if he's down a little bit, he's still good. How good is that guy? He's unbelievable. Quarterback play obviously has been a problem there in Las Vegas, but um, yeah, he's a tough guy to bench, whether you have him as wide receiver four or wide receiver 10. You're still saying the same thing here. I get where Mike is coming from. Uh, The volume is just so good right now. We have some wide receivers at the top who have been skidding a bit of late, right? Like Stephon Diggs Mm -hmm. is in kind of a rut. Uh, A.J. Brown not a massive rut, mm. but like, you know, he went on not that, where he was he went yeah. bazooka for, you know, six weeks. And now he's been a little, um, you know, he's been a little quieter. So um, that, that's why I have Adams that I mean, hey, I just, uh, I was, I was go just going to say, you think he's on the Raiders next year? Devonte? No, I don't either. Uh, but you know what? Don't have a strong opinion on that. And I think one thing that I do think gives me an, like an extra ounce of confidence here is that I think Antonio Pierce really, truly has been mindful of like the standing of Devontae Adams on this roster. And I, I know Antonio's not calling the plays, but like they've worked hard to get Devontae Adams that touchdown in the second half last week. They have been throwing the ball a ton to Devontae since 
Bo Hardigree took over as mm-hmm. the play caller, and I'm sure he's getting marching orders from, from Antonio Pierce. And Pierce has talked about this publicly, like, hey, believe it or not, when he's the best player on your team, you should throw the ball a lot, right? <laughs> yes. So yes. I think there's something to it. And if he keeps the head coaching job and Champ Kelly keeps the GM job, there's a lot of respect there. And as easy as it is for us to say, like, be pragmatic and just trade Devontae Adams. It's also hard when you're like, oh, let's trade away the best or, you know, maybe he's tied with Max Crosby for best player in your roster. Mm-hmm. Like that part is still hard to do. Yeah. I mean, we'll say it might depend on who, again, the coaches and also the quarterback, if they're able to yep. address that and upgrade that spot. Might be tough, though. You're not getting one of the top rookies, most yes. likely, based on your record. But oh, I, I to, this is one of those things that I'm sure like three people actually picked up on. But one of the three reached out to me. Let me correct this. I said last week that the Raiders are not playing Jimmy G because they did not want to incur the risk of him uh, getting hurt injury, yep. and uh, having money that is guaranteed for injury only become yep. guaranteed. And I was wrong. He, they just aren't playing him. He actually, mm. every dollar that is guaranteed for next year is fully guaranteed. It's oh, not wow. injury dependent. So okay. they just are, nope, not yeah, playing. There was a report uh, when they switched to O'Connell, when they made the coaching change that they're just playing the better quarterback. They feel O'Connell's good. Like they hit on that pick and he's the better player and that's who they're going with. So it's a healthy conversation. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, we can talk about that <laughs> in the off season. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned Devontae Adams has had some ups and downs just a little bit. Yeah. We've seen that with Jordan Addison as well. Field three straight weeks coming into this game with single digit fantasy points. And then he just erupted for 29.1 fantasy okay. points. Only the highest scoring wide receiver on the week, according to you, but congratulations. So, um, Maybe what I need to do is say nice things about him this week if I'm playing against him and then say mean things <laughs> yes. about him mm-hmm. yep. if I am playing him. Yep. Um, yeah, he had a monster week last week. I, I guess like a couple of things. So here's where uh, maybe I aired last week uh, in Jordan Addison was a expecting Nick Mullins to throw for over 300 yards, right? Yeah. Uh, B expecting that Jordan Addison with Justin Jefferson back on the field would be as involved as he was. And well, then C... I coined this term on Monday. He hit the Royal flush. He had six catches for 101 yards and two touchdowns, Mike. I'm on sorry, how many targets? Four catches. Six touches. Six, six targets. targets. Six. On six yes. targets. So yeah. like, yeah, did I think that his six targets would result in what? 16 yards a catch and one of out not. of three of them would go for a touchdown, including during the broadcast. They noted that his touchdown catch mm-hmm. when he went and like basically grabbed it at his shoestrings was I think according to next gen stats the most improbable touchdown yep, catch yep. by a wide receiver twenty six percent or something yeah yeah this like year. was it this season yeah he would catch it yeah he would catch it okay so I screwed yeah. up but look that's uh, one of them process versus results thing right it there was, we go see if you knew he was getting six targets you would not have felt good about that situation but look that's why look, we still. I don't know what your your take was on him. I mean, we still ranked him as wide receiver three. Well, right? my my take was like, yeah, he's we we all I think sort of agreed. It was like, yeah, he's been quiet. Like you're really going to yeah. feel confident playing Jordan no. Addison when Justin Jefferson's now back in the fold with another starting quarterback. And the and, answer and apparently should have been yes. I, I well, I I agree with you again. He only had six targets. He had finished the prior six games 29th or worse, and that was with Jefferson out for most of that. Yep. His targets are almost cut in half with Jefferson on the field. So. Yep. I think there's something to be said for it. Now they do play Detroit this week and yes. you can throw on them. They have a cornerback problems there. Uh, so again, we're still ranking them top 30. Takes He's startable, but I, the concerns are real just because we had a, you know, a couple high variance plays go right. Doesn't mean he's going to pay off again this week. I, it's one of those things where it did pay off last week, but it does kind of feel like the, oh yeah, I should have played Jake Browning over Josh Allen because he scored more fantasy right. points. Thank you. Right. Okay. There, there we go. I needed that one. That's what like you defending Josh Allen. What's going on? I know I'm trying, right now, right? I'm trying to be a little more pragmatic <laughs> in here. Guys. So that's what it is. Um, I don't want to interject this because we'll have, I'm sure much more context by tomorrow, but just a uh, little aside that during the show, 
Uh, Shane Steichen, the Colts head coach, said mm-hmm. that Michael Pittman Jr. is, quote, doing well, which okay. very uh, ambiguous, but yeah. he said he would defer to the injury report later uh, in terms of what that means. Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll see Pittman on the field today. Who knows? Okay. Um, so. And then uh, Jonathan Taylor sounds like he has he's on track to play this week. Oh, good, good, so good. progressing. Le- I left him in the projections. Him and Ramondre put in there. I'm sure you noticed. So uh, I did. We'll yes. see. Uh, um, some and, optimism for both. Certainly Taylor. Yep. So. Yeah, certainly Taylor. Uh, Ramondre don't know, but um, yeah. would be a great matchup for him to return to. It would yep. be. Yeah. Sure. It's so going to crush it for my consolation team. But. Can you say <laughs> that A word for me again? I, I think I tried to say ambiguous and I okay, said ambiguous. Thank you. I just wanted to yeah. know if you said ambiguous or if you say ambiguous. No, this is like our conversation yesterday about like <laughs> okay. insurance versus insurance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah. We're talking about like people like pronouncing the same word differently yep. and how it sort of throws you for a whirl. Yeah. Like, see, if, if like, like Stefania pronounced it that way, I'd be like, I've been saying this I, wrong. The whole exactly. Time. You said, yeah. and I was like, no, nope, he just said it wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what's right. the name, right? There's been a name of a player who's like pretty popular in the NFL. God, this, I, I will think of this. Sam Laporta. <laughs> no, that, uh, that, Bajan, Bijan, Bajan. That could be a, like <laughs> various different announcers who I consider to be at the top of their fields have been saying it differently. And you're just like, what have I been doing for all Am these? I, mm, like, you could tell uh-huh. me, like, if Joe Buck walked out and was like, welcome to Monday Night Football, I'd be like, holy crap. <laughs> have I been it's saying it wrong this yeah, whole time? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Joe is like the most, That's so like, funny. I would say, I don't know, probably the most articulate person I've ever seen or heard mm-hmm. in my entire life. For what it's worth, we were watching, I think it was, the, it must have been the Saints game, obviously, and Rosie, the somewhat little Jordan Humphrey caught a pass, right? Oh my God, team. this is the best. And Rosie's like, wait a minute. Did the announcer just call him Lil Jordan yes. Humphrey? And I'm like, babe, that's his name. That's what, and, and then it flashes <laughs> Lil Jordan in Humphrey. Our group chat too. They were like, what? They were like, this is so rude. That was our, it was like, this is so weird. The announcer keeps calling him Lil. Is he trying to be ironic? Yeah. It was like, no, that's big. his name. That's what it is. Great. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some more wide receivers here real quickly. I want to talk Lil about Jordan. Rasheed Rice. If you guys don't mind, dude, please, please wax poetic. Because- I'll tell you what. This And you guys are going to jump right in the same conversation. We're all on the same page. When I was ranking him, my thought was, how high is too high for Rasheed Rice this yeah. week? Same as James Cook in my mind. Yes. Right? Similar yes. dynamic. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Like here the we two are. of them hanging out at the moon this week. Over mm-hmm. the last four games, yeah. he's averaged 20.3 fantasy points. Over Boom. the last four games, he's wide receiver three in fantasy points, wide receiver five in targets, wide receiver Boom. two in receptions, wide receiver four in receiving yards, Boom. and wide receiver four in reception percentage, which I say because drops have been a huge problem for the Chiefs in this offense. Mm-hmm. So the idea that Patrick Mahomes has finally found that guy that he has locked on to, he is the number one pass catcher, not number one wide receiver. He is the number one pass catcher surpassing Travis Kelsey in this Chiefs offense. The only question I had, seriously, was how high is too high to rank him this week? He's inside the top 10 for me. You got to start him. You got a totally justifiable rank. Mike will uh, probably can can provide, I'm sure, plenty more uh, context surrounding that. And I'm sure with some statistical backing, I will just say yeah, this. I have a new, I have a new analytic okay. for you, but go ahead. Finish I'm, your thought okay. first. Um, uh, when you are a team that has the aspirations and legitimate aspirations that the Chiefs do, mm-hmm. um, and yet you're still struggling in offense, you are going to do this. You're going to wake up on Monday morning after the game and you're going to say, we need to simplify things. We need to get the ball in the hands of the guys that our quarterback can trust. Right now, mm-hmm. the list of pass catchers that Patrick Mahomes can trust is very short. Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and Rasheed Rice. There will be others that will make that list that are not going to be fantasy relevant players. Mm-hmm. Justin Watson. Uh, like, yeah, no, he's, he he's, like he's a good example. Seriously, right? like, yeah, he's that's an a great example, example of a guy yeah. like you know mm-hmm. Noah Gray, a, like a capable tight end who like mm-hmm. um, when given opportunities produces, as opposed to guys that when given opportunities have not produced for Kansas City this year. And Rasheed Rice 
is all that, and he will continue to be a massive part of this offense. Yep, I agree. Big volume, big production. So, uh, Avenue Analytic, it's something that we missed in the pre-draft process. If it had yeah. you followed this rule when drafting wide receivers, you would have had a great season. Is it if a guy works out with Patrick Mahomes? No, nope, it's draft? not that. Okay. It's not that. It's, do they have a double E in their first name? Ooh, Rasheed. Rasheed. Okay. Tyreek. Yep. CD. CD, yeah. Keenan Allen. Wow. Debo. Wow. And now, wow. I mean, Jamar Chase is out T. Yeah. Could be T. a league winner. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. And also, I mean, you could talk Brees Hall, Raheem Mostert. <laughs> wow. Najee Harris. <laughs> hold Wait, on now. Hold yeah, on yeah, now. Mike, yeah. Yeah, hold on now, now I'm questioning yeah. this yeah. analytic. Yeah. He'd be on the bench. In this, okay. in this okay. circumstance, right. he'd be a good, that's a good bench player. Dude, honestly, like, <laughs> I'm going mean, mean, to go, like, I'm going to go to my, like, my, my uh, I'm going to, like, try to, like, bust out all the stops. I'm going to start calling, like, PR people around the league and just be like, all right, listen, let's have a conversation. Let's talk real fast. Like, let's just talk here for a second. Like, he's been great, no doubt. But, like, can we just change Tyler Lockett's name to Tyler Lockett? Just, just give it it's a shot. See e. what happens, right? It's yeah. that double E. In fact, yeah. I like what's Amonra and uh, Amonra St. Brown and DK Metcalf's full names. Like, is there double E in there anywhere? If not, well, let's just pretend there is. That is I'm a, down. I don't think they have double E's in there. Amonri St. Brown. We'll just make it R. E. There yeah. it is. I mean, that's it. There's something. I mean, something to that. If that double E just caught your eye on draft day, why not? You'd be you'd be sitting pretty nice. That's Feel like that. three of the top so, five or six receivers. You know, that's true. Out loud here. <laughs> so we've got Marvin Harrison Jr. No double E's there. We've got Malik no. Neighbors. We've got Rome. That's one E. Roma Dunze. We've got Keon. That's one E. Keon Coleman. No, nothing. No. It's a bad draft class. That's a bad draft bad class. Draft just, class. A, just, yeah, no definitely. Xavier Worthy. Trade all your dynasty draft picks this year. Yeah. It's, if only Christian E's McCaffrey had a double E at the Jayden end of the e. sound. Does that count? It sounds like Joe Reed. There you go. Hey, Fields, you said that the Chiefs want to simplify things on offense. Does that mean that they're not going to have Jarek McKinnon run like a pistol formation and then throw a little pass at the goal line? Or do you think they're still going to keep doing I think he is like he would be a player that, you know, Patrick Mahomes trusts. It's, you know, just at 31, is he ever going to play more than... 30% of the snap. Sure. I think we have the answer because Clyde Edwards, Hilaire has been oh my gosh. snapping him or at least yeah. it's yep. been close timeshare. Yep. yep. All right. Let's talk about a couple more players here real quick. I want to talk about Trey McBride. If you guys do not mind Dude, nine or more it. targets in four of his last five games, Beast. when you're looking at the tight end position and like, there's a bunch of numbers I realized that I could say here, but when you look at the tight end position, the amount of volume that Trey McBride mm-hmm. is getting, he has been a, like a potential league winner for you at the tight end position. If you have needed somebody, he has looked fantastic back to back games with over 20 fantasy points in three of his last five games. He's had at least 20 fantasy points at the tight end position. Like, I don't know what else you say about Trey McBride other than we've been waiting to see this kid kind of break out. We thought he had good talent coming out of, out of college. We finally seen it the second half of the year. He looks fantastic. If I, I, go ahead, I was going to say, I have a question. Is this the strongest the tight end position has been? It looks ever. like it this late in the year, yes. especially. Yes. Like I, yes. it's almost like tight end seven is too low, but you think about who's ahead of him. Yep. Kelsey yep. Hawkinson, Laporta and Joku Ingram and Kittle. And that like, doesn't even include Mark Andrews, him, who is hurt. You could put him maybe fourth or fifth, but all those guys deserve to be in there. Yep. I mean, they're all seeing massive target shares and they've been super productive. So uh, there's no doubt. I mean, he's a lineup lock, but uh, there's a lot of competition for these in these rankings at tight end. Suddenly so, someone texted me yesterday, looking ahead to this week and said, I'm having a tough one, tough time on this one. Evan Ingram or David and Joku. Yeah. And I said, whatever you do, put the player in and then just don't watch the games yeah. and just wake up on Tuesday yeah. and hope that you won <laughs> yeah. because both those guys, I mean, obviously Ingram's coming off a quiet day, but he's been incredible in an amazing matchup. If the Cardinals were to become, uh, if the NFL said we're going to contract to 31 teams and every Cardinals player went up for grabs, let, let me, you know, let me, let me re-trigger this. If you were to do a, take a bet 
on the players that are on the Cardinals roster right now mm-hmm. that you think have the highest chances of being with the franchise five years from right now? Trey McBride's number one, right? He's yeah. Probably. I mean, when you consider age and at least yeah. skill position, without me I looking so. at defense yeah. and the rest, I mean, of the, yeah. you can. I mean, you can make cases for like a Michael Wilson or something like that. But I think you're right. It's probably yeah. McBride. Yeah. By the way, so, Trey yeah, McBride, he's, he's an awesome player. He's a, a, a total like you know Steve Kime uh, is not there in part because of his drafting, and this is one of the great parting gifts that he left with this franchise because McBride is the real deal, and um, they have all season long targeted the tight ends a ton. It's not just yeah. a Josh Dobbs thing. It turns out yes. Yeah. Last, uh, I was gonna, uh, go ahead. You go ahead. You have a thought on McBride? Last three weeks. I just want to say this. Last three weeks, Trey McBride target share, 28.6%. The next highest on the Cardinals is Greg Dortch at 14%. He has more than double the target share of the wide receivers on his team. Dude, our yeah. buddy uh, Adam Levitan called him Trey Gronkowski now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's true. Um, yes. Nuts. Since week eight, he's sixth in the NFL in target share. Sixth in All the NFL. Positions. Uh, so he's been he's been incredible. Oh I will gosh. say this though, Marquise Brown has barely played the last two weeks, and uh, Michael Wilson's been out for yep. three or four weeks. So that has been a factor there. Um, I don't know if Brown's going to play maybe the rest of the season. I, I have him in the projections now, but we'll see if Marquise Brown's going to play. But if he's out, I will move move uh, McBride up a little bit here. Also Wilson, we don't know if he'll be back. So that's part of why he's only seventh. This is a great matchup against Chicago. So. He might end up in my top five or four by week's end, but for now I'm I'm factoring in those two receivers. Yeah. Does it count if he's got an E in his first and last name, or do they have to be next to each other? I don't know. Well, he has the EY. Does that yeah, count? We have to tough. look into that. That's look, that's off season research, investigative yeah. reporting. We have to look into that. I'm okay. with you. What I'm counts? With you. What counts? Uh, Isaiah likely has no E's in his first name, no, he but he's really good. Yes. Yeah. And what we had hoped for when Isaiah likely took over in replacement of Mark Andrews was mm-hmm. I thought it was appropriate to keep expectations in check, right? I wasn't expecting him to become Mark Andrews or like a top three tight end every single week because I didn't want to set myself up for failure. I didn't want to have what happened in the two games that Mark Andrews was unavailable, one which he left very early and mm-hmm. one all the way back in week one in which he was just not there at all. Um, and yet we've gotten closer to Mark Andrews than we have the other end of the extreme. I think like has been awesome and Lamar Jackson loves one of the tight ends. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be part of his DNA, whether yes. it's Isaiah likely or Mark Andrews or Charlie Kolar, whoever it is at tight end in this offense, Isaiah likely has much more big play propensity than your average tight end. He's a good red zone threat. He scored in back to back weeks. He is my tight end eight this week. By the way, the beginning of that uh, case you just made, you had it opposite, you know, what Mark Andrews say? wishes he was as productive as wow. Isaiah likely this season. Cause you look at, uh, Mark Andrews weeks one through 10. Yep. So not counting the game he left injured. So this is full games. And then Isaiah likely the past few weeks, the full games without Andrews, 76% of the snaps did Andrews play 75 for likely 6.7 targets per game for both of them. Exactly. Andrews was averaging 14.6 fantasy points per game. Likely 18.7. Wow. Like just to the, our point about tight ends red hot right yeah. now. Isaiah likely is averaging almost 19 fantasy points per game. The position. Just I, w- I wonder if this is a thing now, like tight ends are just more NFL ready when they get here and they're going to produce earlier, like Sam Laporta and even uh, some other guys that like uh, um, uh, Luke Musgrave, like some of these other guys were, were yeah, productive. Tucker Craft too. Yeah. It's Tucker Craft in his place. Balling. I wonder is if that's Musgrave a thing now. Younger guys return this week. He is eligible to return. Uh, I believe this is this is the fifth okay, week. Yeah, so we'll it. see if he's able to go. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question about that? Because you're talking about this, and yeah, I, I almost brought him up. He was almost the guy I wanted to talk about. Would have been Dalton Kincaid. Because I feel like mm-hmm. since not just Dawson Knox, but with that coordinator change, we have seen Dalton Kincaid's targets 
not just his targets, but his production just drop well, off. So, so they play the Chargers on Saturday. He's well rested coming off of his buy, so he'll be. Uh, oh, it wasn't a buy this last week. Oh, that's tough. Oh, wait, he, he actually it was played? just zeros. What Kincaid you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was unhealthy going in, right? Stefani yeah. did warn us about that in FF. Now she was correct. Well, he the bigger problem limited. this past weekend was they barely threw the ball. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Was it that's 16 true. attempts that's true. for Josh Allen? Yeah, but Not we did see more Knox, less Kincaid. I think that might have been a health issue totally. there. Yeah, because uh, yeah. when they made the coordinator change, we still had a couple. Good what week was games. that? Week, it was week twelve. I think it was. It's been four games, right? With Cook, four big Cook games, if I'm not mistaken. Four big Cook games. So that's that all. That definitely started when uh, they changed yeah. coordinators. So, so here, uh, I think he had two good games. I'm. Gonna, two, I'll tell you really fast. Okay, good. The the first four week seven through ten. He was 15.5, 17.5, 16.1, 16.1. Every single game over 15 fantasy Who was? points. Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid, yeah. And then you have the coordinator change. 10.6, oh, gotcha. 8.8, 7.1, 0. Okay, fair enough. So, like, yeah, maybe no, right. he's still getting targets, deeper. but I, that's the, one of the things. I, that's why I almost brought him up because of that, because I he know, is one of the young, tough. like, mm-hmm. young tight ends yeah. that we have seen be really good in the league this year. Mm. So, that's interesting because, like, Gabe Davis is doing nothing to. I'd have to look a little closer at that. That wasn't on our sheet, so I didn't do a deep dive. That's on but me. That's on nonetheless, me. Nonetheless, uh, I, I mean, look, we, by the way, we don't have Kincaid ranked fifth. We have him like 13th or something, right? Sure. Or 11th. Correct. I'm saying that yeah. prepared so, Mike Clay as yes. usual. Yeah, as oh, as wow. usual. Yeah. All right, let's dive into a, hand more, a handful more questions here. Let's talk about Dak Prescott, guys, because after last week, 6.06 fantasy points, Field Jates. The one thing I want to say. Yep. We all know this narrative about Dak playing on the road, right? Is that all that this last game against Buffalo was? Was Dak on the road playing outside? Or do you think you can trust him against Miami and Florida also on the road this week? Well, I have discounted Dak this week. Okay. To quarterback five, which if you're saying to yourself, like you're discounting him to quarterback five. He has been quarterback one for like the past six weeks in our ranking. So yes, that is a discount. I don't have a good explanation for the home versus road things. Obviously, the weather is different. You don't play indoors. You don't play with your fans, yada, yada, yada. But... Um, I don't know. I, I think this is my thought on this past weekend. They played a team that is both talented and desperate right now in Buffalo mm-hmm. that just good. manhandled them. Good point. And you're hoping that Miami, who should be not desperate, but they should be motivated because they're still alive in the number one seed race in the AFC, and they have to make sure they win their own division, Yep. Uh, which, by the way, I believe if they lose one of their next two games then Miami versus Buffalo could be a winner takes the division matchup in Mm. week 18 and the bills draw the chargers and the Patriots the next two weeks. Mm. So if you're Miami, you better win one of these next two. Um, And it's Miami versus Dallas and then Baltimore digression there. Uh, I am like, I think Dak will get back on track. This Miami defense was terrific last week. It has been a little bit better of late, but it has not been as dominant this season as we were hoping for when they made the coordinator change to Vic Fangio. Yes, injuries like that one to Jalen Ramsey did hurt, and the recent injury to Jalen Phillips certainly impacts things, but I think Dak will be fine, Mike. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I have him fifth as well. Uh, what's interesting, though, is you mentioned you said the word narrative, and sometimes we have these fantasy narratives. It could be a, yeah, I guess a narrative. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I'll, get, I'll get to my point in a second, but like, um, and we do that with, you know, like the Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley thing. And like, sometimes, you know, the players are asked about the narratives or the coaches are, and they kind of discount them. Yep. Dak Prescott has talked about this at length in the yeah. past few days, and he is fully aware that they struggle on the road. So uh, he doesn't have an answer for it though. So I don't know nope. if they're going to be better uh, in Miami a defense that to your point is playing much better. So uh, not QB one, but still, I mean, you, we don't have, 
we don't have nine or 11 better starting options. Right. Now, if you have Dak and he got you to this point, you're starting him. And with the way that Dak has played since week eight, Dak has the most pass attempts in the NFL. Yeah. Is he going to throw the ball that much? I almost don't care where he's playing. Obviously, you want the home game. Like, you don't want to make it as hard as possible on yourself. But for a quarterback that's been as good as he is, throwing the ball as much as he is, you're starting him. I'm, I'm really starting to agonize over this Justin Fields versus Dak Prescott. No. Thing even <laughs> it's tough. I mean, Dak's upside. And he, top three scores, six of the last nine weeks. That's absurd. Top three, not top ten, top three. Has Justin Fields been a top three scorer in six I, of the last nine I weeks? Know, does he have one or two of those this season? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. But we're not talking about what it is. You're right. What You're it has right. been. You're we're right. talking about You're right. what it what will it be. Could be. You're right. football in a nutshell for you. All right, Field, let's talk about what it will be potentially for Austin Eckler. I don't want to talk about what it's been for him recently at all. Let's just look let's ahead talk to the about future. that one week in which I said he was going to be booty cheeks and, and Mike said he was going to be awesome and he was actually awesome <laughs> first time since like week 10 oh yeah. man yeah I'm not, I'm not confident win. though yeah I know they do Mike that's why you're a winner um and I'm just a silly boy right, um, but that. I am cut RB21 that. yeah uh, cut that strike yeah, yeah. Uh, RB21 is my ranking for awesome Eckler this week I'm uh, nervous you know why this game could get disgustingly out of hand it won't be 63 to 21 again but this team listless right now they might not have Keenan Allen again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Easton Stick. The Bills are hungry. This one makes me nervous. And I know maybe we disagree on this part. The volume may be fine for Austin Eckler as a runner, but it certainly got eaten eaten into last week, and it wasn't just when the game got out of hand. And as a runner, he is a below-average performer now. Mm-hmm. I know it was better early on the season, but whether it's because of the injury, whether it's because aging happened like that, Austin Eckler looks slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. He does. I'm curious to see how they bounce back with the coaching change now, too. When you get crushed like that, they change coaches. Maybe yeah. there's a little added uh, juice to this offense. But I'm with you. I mean, I'm a little more optimistic at 17th because we've seen, you know, he had the good game a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Buffalo has been good against the pass, not as good against the run. And also Eckler gets Denver next week. As far as rest of season schedules go, it's pretty light. So perhaps see, I think that's not enough to get to RB two territory but to be in you know fringe rb2 and be startable i I think so so um when the chargers made the announcement involving their new head coach the interim head coach uh name is g-i-f-f i want to congratulate every single person that i follow on twitter and i think i'm at like a little over 1600 people that i follow because you know how there's like the joke that everybody makes on twitter literally every single person made the exact same joke is it pronounced GIF or GIF? Uh, yeah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah, right? Every single one of you thought you were funny. Y'all did. You all thought you were funny. Turns out you went 0 for 1,600 in terms of being funny. Wow. Thank you. Did you think it was funny? I mean, maybe, no. maybe like the first time I saw it, but when I, I opened up my yeah. timeline, it's, and like, it's just like nonstop. nine straight people being yeah. like, ha, ha, yucks, yucks, yeah. yucks. I got I it. Ha. Nailed it. <laughs> did you do it? I, I just said a ha the first time, and then that was uh, it. Okay, just a hot. That's right. Just get a hot. That was exactly it's a high what bar with me for comedy. Yeah. High, high bar. Again, is like the foremost authorities on comedy. We should exactly. hold other people that we follow a to point. a high standard. By the way, I thought you were going to make a comment about like misspelling it or if people were doing like Griff or something like oh, that yeah. or something. But uh, a guy that I, we talked about him earlier. I cannot type the word Trey McBride. I type Trey McBridge every time. 
Really? I cannot not put the G before the E at the end. I, like, I know what I'm doing, and I'm typing it, and I still hit the G. I wonder if anyone else does that. That's I guess no one's sitting around typing Trey, Trey McBride's name in. Trey McBride. That's I cannot ta- not that, type Trey honestly, McBride. I do it every time. On the time. scale of most difficult names to spell in the NFL, yeah, that one feels not, pretty low, Daniel, right? Yeah. It, it, I know how to spell it, but my fingers on the keyboard, like, if I was handwriting it, it's fine. But yeah. if I'm... Typing it, I hit the G every time. I legitimately I don't know why. I do that, but with Austin Eckler, even though it's a short name, I just mix up the end of his. I think I do L E R and then I gotta delete, 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 and I gotta retype it and everything like that. So Austin Eckler. I'm trying to think of the hardest one to spell in the NFL right now. That's like Chico Conquo. No, I think I got that one. Uh, may, if if I dispel his first name, I'd be in trouble. Chigazem McConquo, oh. that's up there. There are ones though. Someday Jimmy Garoppolo got me forever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I still mean, the, I And when know. you get it right, then it's like I did it. Yeah, no one else cares. Congratulations. Look at me. I got it. Spelled Uh, it one try. um, Last question. Gus Edwards, guys. Is it time for Gus Edwards to continue to keep being in our fantasy lineups or now, given everything that's going on with the Ravens? Do you want to restate what you said at the beginning of the show? I mean, it's sort of accurate. Yeah. uh, Yeah. If you're just tuning in late, if you're just tuning in late. Yeah. uh, There are five games. We have a strong audience that like only arrives at like 1150. Quick recap. (laughs) Uh, Five games where these uh, where Justice Hill and uh, Gus Edwards were the clear one two punch. They split the snaps 52% for Edwards, 48% for Justice Hill. Big edge for Gus and carries. Big edge for Hill and targets, although it was 15 to four. So neither of them were heavily involved. But Gus was okay. I mean, 14.8 fantasy points per game, very touchdown heavy. And that's going to be the story for him. He's going to be a touchdown dependent, borderline RB2 or flex option, very much like in the Raheem Mostert vein, where you you start him and you hope he finds the end zone. Because if not, you're not going to get targets. And you're probably not going to get a huge rushing yardage number. He's a solid player in a good offense. He's just a fine flex. So I just we want need to, to start oh, really quickly. Yeah. I don't think that I would have used Raheem Mostert as my comp for Gus Edwards. Well, a lower end. I'm not saying, you but said, it's okay. the same kind yeah. of okay. thing. Like Mostert, either if he doesn't score, you're gonna you're gonna feel the pain. The thing is, though, he right. scores every game. So. Say. when yeah. he doesn't <laughs> score again in like 2025, yes. we'll have a problem yeah. with Raheem Mostert. Yeah, right. Um, we need to start hiding content for the last 10 minutes of the show. Then. Like the last 10 minutes, we should have, like, you should bring a dad joke to the podcast every day. Oh, man. That is strong enough to allure people to keep them for the last 10 minutes. Why? What's that? Why do we have? Well, we're, I would say, like, you know, you guys were asking. Uh, like, oh, oh, do for people those stick that, around? Yeah. Okay. I got one for you. Okay. Let's hear how oh, much. Uh, fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about saving this for Sunday. Uh, oh, you know How much to. did Santa Slay cost? How much did Santa Slay yeah, cost? How much did he pay for it? It was uh, a freebie. No. 25 bucks? Nothing. It was on the house. <laughs> I get it, and I don't much. know if I like it. I got to let it sit with me for a minute. I like it. They all make me laugh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't like that. that <laughs> I don't know. Please clip it, though. Elvis, yeah, clip that Elvis voice right there? Elvis Christmas album. That's been on repeat for weeks now. So. You listen to that? You don't listen to A Very Philly Christmas by your Eagles of offensive I do. lineman? You work that in, but yeah, I mean, Elvis is a go-to. Is that Elvis- check? Are we in or out on the Eagles right now? In or out? I, I warned you about this game. Didn't I warn you about the Seattle game? I'm you know, still worried they're going to drop we, another one. We're going to start tomorrow's show with this, but we owe Liz a big apology because when we were doing our game picks on Monday at the end of the show, she, like before, Daniel was like, all right, time to pick one. Liz was like, Liz, Eagles. I'm sorry. She was like, Seahawks. And we were like, did you just say Seahawks? She's like, yeah, of course. And she was like, Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm, uh, I've been nervous about them for a while. I worry they're going to play. They play to the level of the team they're facing. Everything's competitive. So I'm worried they're going to do that with the Giants and Cardinals too. Uh, But I think they'll get rolling and they'll be in a better spot in the playoffs. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they'll be better, but I don't know if they're going all the way this year. They just have too many problems. They're not fixing the offense. The offense has had issues all year and they just haven't corrected them. 
There's nothing worse than you were a super talented team that plays to the level of the competition. And I say this as a joke, but like Rasheed Wallace was like that for the Pistons for forever Mm -hmm. when I watched him because that dude was so good. But it was like he would just take plays off when he didn't have someone tough playing against him. And then it's like, oh, I only bring it when the big guys are there. Dude, sadly, I had a couple of fantasy teams that played down to their competition. (laughs) That's how that works. I got so many tweets being like, look at my first place team that scored 72 points this past mm, week. That's I terrible. feel like that's a cornerback thing, too, especially like I think the most prominent name in that department is Marshawn Lattimore. Just oh, like when yeah. he plays a one, everyone knows like yes. he's, that week he's showing up and he's yeah. ready to go. Uh, and another, I mean, he's always a, a great corner, but he just there's another level he has for, totally. for those big matchups. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. We are going to have Liz Loza back tomorrow for Field and I to apologize to her for yeah, the slater we gave her. Yeah. yeah, that'll be a lot of fun being able to do that. We will talk the Thursday night football game, and we will preview the first part of Week 16. We love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Good luck. I guess there's no good luck. We just love you guys, and we'll, yeah, see, you we'll see you tomorrow. That's it. Not wishing good luck. Well, I mean, mean you're wishing good luck, luck, you know, for the day. Just in general, I hope you have yeah, great have luck for great the day. Wednesday. Okay, yeah, just go. a really good day, guys. I like that. A Langford fan for life Chargers are off to a terrible start But that won't change his mind Matching up all the cornerbacks Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls flat 